0: You're listening to Messages of Infinite Light with Anne Kate Sullivan, the show that helps us discover the truth of who we are and imagines where we are going as masterful creators.
1: Welcome and blessings. This is Ayn Kate Sullivan, host of Messages of Infinite Light, and I invite you to explore solutions for an evolving humanity. I am the author of Legends of the Grail, a series for those who seek inner wholeness, and also the sparkle series for children, even the inner child who refuses to give up their inner light. After all, why shine when we can sparkle? I'm also the host of Wisdom of the Ages, where we invite the sacred into everyday reality, and you can check out my books and messages and sign up for my newsletter on aimkatesullivan.com or infinitelightpublishing.com. So let's create a community. Let's stay together. I want to tell you about my very very special guest today. Mirabai Devi is going to join me, and I'm so excited to announce that she's going to become my co-host. So this this um, Messages of Infinite Infinite Light series is going to, I think, sprout two wings and should be. Really, really fun. So I understand that it's time to team up and support humanity's awakening. You know, the Dalai Lama has stated that Western women will save the world. And so Mirabai and I talked about it and, and had a laugh and then just said, well, we might as well get on with it. It's time. So We will share a series of podcasts, events, and courses with you that are designed to facilitate spiritual awakening. So here's my question for you. Are you ready? Are you really ready? Because spiritual awakening is not for the faint of heart, and yet it's what the world is waiting for. So let me tell you a little bit about Mirabai and also why she's qualified to speak about liberation. Mirabai Devi is a new paradigm spiritual teacher. Her teachings emphasize the importance of spiritual practice for self-realization combined with a commitment to personal growth. She acts as a conduit for the divine feminine. Mirabai's approach is receptive and inclusive rather than dogmatic. She favors interaction rather than hierarchy. And this is a good point. I think something you might want to ponder just for a minute, the old way, was the hierarchy. Now we're coming together at a realm table and our two wings are coming together to embrace you to embrace all of you as we learn how to be a community, a spiritual community. So after private healing sessions with Mirabai, people report feeling happier, more empowered, their bodies are more healed and they feel the power of the light. Born in Johannesburg, South Africa, Maribai Devi grew up in a Judeo-Christian household. At the age of three, she began to experience spontaneous visitations from divine masters and light beings, specifically coming to comfort, awaken, and activate her to her life's purpose. So she shares with other people how, you know, her understanding of these divine masters and light beings, how we can connect with them because, hey, everyone the way that we move through this is to become attuned to spirit. When we do that, we become lights for the living earth. So Mirabai has a beautiful and informing website. You can explore more about her foundation, join her mailing list, her membership portal, and find out more about her many online programs and offerings on Mirabaidevi.org. And also remember to stay tuned in to Messages of Infinite Light because we're going to continue to give these episodes out freely and invite you into more and more uh, activities. So when we come back from this short break, we're going to talk more about spiritual healing and what it is to head towards liberation. So stay tuned. We will be right back. Thank you for listening to the superpower network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the Programs tab
0: to get started today.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Messages of Infinite Light. So we're at a crossroads right now. Which way do you choose? I know I'm interested in freedom and consciousness and evolution, and if consciousness excites you... I invite you to listen to more episodes on superpowerexperts.com slash powerup slash messages of infinite light. So I'm excited to welcome my co-host to be Mirabai Devi.
0: Hello, Mirabai. Thank you so much. Hello, and really grateful to be with you, Ayn, and to share in this glorious awakening for our humanity and for our new earth and for all of our listeners today i'm very excited to be here
1: this is really so much fun and we are off to a to a flying start well why don't we just why don't we begin with the beginning um i know this the divine light came to you when you were really young you were just what did you say three years old how did this begin
0: yeah, I was, three, I was three years old when the divine light came to me, and I used to see the masters around my bed at night as a child, and there were always 12 masters in the council. And to this day, the same masters have worked with me and have introduced others and many light beings and many healing guides. And so they trained me for my world mission. And that's what I became was everything they showed me how to do and how to be.
1: So we decided to call this episode heading towards liberation. And what does it mean
0: to become liberated? Really? It's that humanity has been in slavery for a very long time. There are many mythologies and stories about how this came to be so, but the reality is that not all of our DNA was activated and not all of our brain has come online to be used. And being enslaved, whether it's, To the darkness or to our negative ego or to our disempowerment, it's across the board. So, liberating humans means awakening from slavery, stepping out of darkness, and I would say the grip of darkness into the light, making higher, newer choices, because ultimately, we do have the choice once we become conscious and move out of unconsciousness and choosing the higher self over the negative ego, choosing the divine light over the darker forces and finding our own power within to liberate ourself with the, with the specific help of our higher guides, teachers, and masters. It's really
1: interesting. So as you're speaking, I'm feeling... I'm feeling something about the Christ Light, which I is not necessarily related to Jesus. Maybe it is related to Jesus, but something about the divine light itself—this loving light—it feels like um, it's gold. It's it's pulses. It's got energy. Is that what happens when when this um, enlightenment drive comes on and we start to feel fill this? It was, I guess it is a liberation impulse, would
0: you say? I would say it is a liberation impulse. The golden light is the very crux, the, es- the essence of the, tr- the true spiritual light of God consciousness or Christ consciousness. And it once it's invoked inside of us or inside of every human being, It comes through the crown chakra. It comes through the subtle bodies and it pierces into us and it ignites the kundalini and it activates the kundalini and raises the kundalini up the spine, which is also the divine feminine and divine masculine as the Ida and Pingala, which united the Bindu point, which causes the awakening of the soul into higher states of consciousness into samadhi, And that's true awakening. That's the goal of meditation. That's the goal of the spiritual path. And all of that reunification with the golden light is where the soul goes through its journey and returns back home. And it doesn't happen to everyone within one incarnation, but that hunger and thirst, once it comes online and gets really strong, and that desire is there in an individual, then the progression towards evolution and awakening is very rapid.
1: Makes sense. Do you feel there's a a quickening going on on the planet that more people are having Kundalini activations or that they have more interest in, in the enlightenment um, experiences?
0: Yeah. There's more of a higher light quotient on earth right now because of the Milky way's position. It's positioned right in front of the, great central or grand central sun and also we're in the photon belt so we're getting the gamma waves or gamma rays which are also equated to the seraphim we're also getting these increased solar flares because of our proximity to the sun so as a result it's activating higher levels in our dna which is creating a global ascension or awakening in all of humanity and it's unstoppable. It's an unstoppable force. It's just whether people want to go with it or whether they want to try to suppress it or fight it. And with those that are going with it, they're actually having a good time because they're having more light experiences. And those that are resisting it are also seeing that just like everybody else, their shadow is being brought to the surface really rapidly and it's very painful, but many people are exiting the planet through many different portals right now. Waves of people are leaving because it's a really hard, tough curriculum on the earth right now, but the opportunity for awakening is great. So I'm thinking right
1: now about the many friends that I lost this year. I I probably had 20 friends die this year and several spiritual teachers also. And what happens, what do you see when a soul leaves? In a, in a natural way, it's just time for the soul to go.
0: But what? where do they go? There are many places to go and many stages along the journey. And certainly a soul, once they've gone through their life review, and once they've crossed through the tunnel of course and once they've reunited with their family members and loved ones that have come to get them or receive them they usually either go through a process of healing themselves if they're coming out of an illness or a disease or a period of time where they've been traumatized or restricted in their mov- movement or motion and then they will travel on, some go into the halls of music, some go into the halls of healing, some go, go into the halls of science, some of education, and some of them are working with more spiritual advancement or levels of higher spiritual knowledge. There's many different sciences and so forth. But what happens is that there are different worlds or realms that one can explore Um, that include being reunited with loved ones. So it is very comforting for people to be with their loved ones from other timelines, especially this lifetime, the ones that have crossed over before them, and then continue to pursue their passion and studies. And the decisions are made at that stage where to go next. And we can talk about that at length. It's beautiful.
1: I think it's really helpful to to know and to really feel um, comfort in, in in the fact that there are multiple dimensions, there are multiple universes, and when we when we die, it's not the end. That we actually go somewhere, and that loved ones are there for us. And if uh, you know, if people don't necessarily have fem- family members on the other side, that they're still angels and they're other helping beings on the other side, and we're always taken care of. I think it's an important message for us all to have right now. Um, it, like, like you said, because the portals are open. Now, for those of us who are staying here and doing, doing <laughs> some, <laughs> uh, you know, going through the quickening, um, why is self-love so important?
0: Self-love is so important because if the heart chakra is open, then we are able to attract through the receiving capacity multiple levels of abundance and abundance just doesn't just come in the form of money but it comes in the form of friendships partners spouses it comes in the form of manifesting our creative projects or goals our businesses our visions our life purpose there's so many different forms that abundance can come in, even just simply in the form of love. And so it also activates, when the heart is open, it activates an access point to our soul because the seat of the soul is within the heart. And that's the entrance to the kingdom of heaven or the seat of the Christ consciousness where we can explore the higher spiritual realms. So who wouldn't want to have total abundance in every area of their life, total prosperity, and also be able to access the higher realms and higher dimensions and higher consciousness? So that's why learning to release the blockages that have come through past hurts and traumas that have caused individuals to shut down and to close off and to not let love in, overcoming these blockages is another form of liberation. And so, therefore, is really, I would say, the most important aspect of our work on the spiritual path. makes sense. It does make
1: sense. Because if our heart is blocked in some way, if we haven't forgiven someone for for a betrayal, what we perceive as a betrayal, it can slow our path down and it can also create illness in our bodies. Um, and so it seems like combing, combing ourselves daily with our violet light would be quite important.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Abandonment, betrayal, rejection. Criticism, disappointment, loneliness, alienation, hurt, all of these lower frequency emotions and qualities are, although coming from valid sources, what block the heart and cause human beings to shut down and the biochemistry in the body creates certain chemicals, which then turn into from the causal body to the mental emotional body and ultimately through the physical body into various types of organ illnesses or body illnesses because every organ carries a different emotion and every part of the body carries a different quality or aspect where illness will form. So cleaning the mental and emotional body, cleansing, clearing with practices and all different types of spiritual practices that will help to open the heart and cleanse the subtle bodies and the physical body would be the work that we have to do on a daily basis to make that happen. That's absolutely
1: true. And how are you instrumental? You Mirabai Devi, how are you Uh, instrumental in helping people? um, I guess it's really speed up their, their healing process.
0: You see, Ain, first of all, I help people by cleansing them with prayer and with light and with energy work to clean out the negative energy and lower density vibrational frequencies that are blocking them and causing illnesses, pain, hurt, heartbreak, despair, and so forth. And then there are various derivations or derivations of these types of energy work and light work that I do that remove these heavy, dense objects that cannot be seen with the physical eye or under the microscope, but energetically with the third eye can be very clearly sensed and seen and identified and then cleared out with a number of different techniques. And that speeds up and accelerates the healing process because when there's negative energy or negative emotion, stuck in any particular area, that part of the body or that condition won't heal, no matter how many doctors, healers, medicinals that people go to or seek help with, they're not going to experience a real change until what's causing it is cleared. So that rapidly will, once it's cleared through the work that is done on them, that'll rapidly open those pathways to healing and ultimately to enlightenment around the causal level of what they've been suffering from. Therefore that helps the person to change their life, learn from their past lessons and keep the healing intact and in place for the future of their lifetime and for the future of their loved ones and family members. Okay.
1: So we are going into, we're talking about liberation, but what seems to come first is healing and as you said freeing ourselves up from old slavery patterns that that goes first and then we're understanding something about who we are our heart awakens and our we align with our soul with the divine and how does something like a light transmission impact us yes
0: yeah, so We were created, humanity was created as a slave race. And as I was saying earlier, a lot of our DNA is not activated. And also that was intentionally so. And we came here to this world to be able to break those chains and bondage. And with the guide or a spiritual teacher that is gifted in sight and the ability to clear those bondages, We're able to transmit light, which is high-frequency divine energy, golden energy, into the cellular structure of both the subtle bodies and the etheric field and the physical body, which automatically breaks up the stagnation or blockages or blocked energies that are causing the illnesses or diseases or injuries to not heal or to stay in place and when it's broken when they're broken up they start to dissipate and then they clear out and then the river of energy flows in the body again and the body's own innate intelligence now has the ability to kick in and to heal itself very rapidly whereas before it was just stuck like a a river or a stream with boulders in it where the water cannot get through. And sometimes those physical boulders require heavy lifting to be pulled out. And it's more difficult to work on oneself. It's much easier to have someone else pull those heavy boulders out of you so that the waters can flow so that you can do your work then to heal yourself because it's a co-creation, right? When we transmit light and the heavy lifting is done and the boulders are broken up, and the individual is given the opportunity to rapidly now come back into homeostasis or balance or wholeness, then that's where all the practices come into place to hold it. The practice of self-inquiry, the practice of mantra, pranayama, forgiveness, prayer practice, affirmations, and everything else. So that what caused the condition that got released by the light transmission and the light transmission will release practically any condition, then we can hold that in place so that it stays much longer. In the, in the Sparkle series
1: that I wrote for children of all ages, uh, I say we are all human light beings. <laughs> it seems that we, uh, we come from the divine, we are made of light and then we become denser and denser and, and sometimes get lost in that density. we don't know how to find our way back out, but it seems that color is one of the ways that we can begin to awaken spiritually. We can understand what these different colors mean, the pink of unconditional love, the, the yellow of our own brilliancy, the green of the compassion of the heart and so forth. And I know when you're working with people you do work with colored lights so you we i think we spoke earlier about the violet light you can cleanse yourself with cleansing of the negativity and you also work with etheric colored healing gels that that clear negative energy memories hurt trauma all sorts of negative energy do you want to talk about that
0: a little bit yeah i love that you've had a background in color therapy and we both have and also Um, Colors, the colors of the rainbow, the rays of God, the the, the rays of the gods, the rays of the ascended masters. Um, There's so much to that in theosophy and theology. And also um, the color gels that I use uh, were given to me through working extensively in psychic surgery work with the light beings, where they showed me how to repair the etheric field of a human And that is this gel-like substance. It's an etheric gel. And they particularly use blue gels and green gels on the inner planes to neutralize the memories of trauma or traumatic incidents. Often when we have trauma and traumatic incidents, they stick and kind of glob up those areas of the field so that it's very hard to heal and move on because the trauma will keep on being triggered and re-triggered. But what the gels do is they neutralize the trauma, they take out the memory and they bring the vibration from a very dark, heavy, negative frequency to a very light-filled, joy-filled, beautiful energy. So the individual will experience a rapid healing and relief and feel a lot of joy and happiness instead of pain and disconnectedness and suffering. And so once we pack those gels in, there's an immediate difference in the physiology and also in the emotional and mental body. And I've literally seen it again and again, you know, millions of times, enough to know that pretty much mostly everyone can feel it. Um, even if they don't have a lot of sensitivity because the gels are pretty thick. They're thicker than just light frequencies. So even denser vibrational uh, conscious people will feel it than lighter, lighter frequency people that tend to feel light. It's
1: really interesting because it does seem that trauma... You know, or the places that we feel hurt I mean we we tend to trap ourselves by playing out difficult stories over and over and over again and there's something to a pattern disrupt which is something that the gels seem to do so we can start to listen to maybe the soul's true story as opposed to something that some loop we've we've become stuck in and so tell me, about past lives. Do you believe that we can become stuck in something that's happened to us in a past life? Yeah, it's
0: actually just in commenting on your previous statements. um, I am an interdimensional guide, which means I take people from when they leave their bodies or cross over through the um, process on the other side, uh, both the past life I'm sorry, the current life and past life reviews, as well as um, the healing in the interdimensional uh, realms. And with the healing gels, I've actually seen uh, the guides take people and put them into small lakes or small ponds of blue or green gels when they've been through intense trauma in the lifetime they've just come out of. To heal on a very, very deep cellular level the memories and the imprints. And so um, I just happen to be one of those people that have seen a lot of my own past lives. I've seen a lot of other people's past lives. Um, I've been doing regression past life regression work for 30 years. And um, I don't really believe anymore in past, present, or future because all time is happening simultaneously. So now I just call it other timelines. And our soul is existing on many different timelines. And wherever the trauma is stuck in the individual, now each lifetime feels exactly like the lifetime you're in right now. In other words, it feels just as real. It feels just like your life does right now. And wherever trauma has gotten stuck, or encapsulated in your life, so it has done, so in your other lifetimes, on your other timelines, and where that trauma is stuck, it's going to impact you, and those memories are going to play out in this current timeline. So you're going to see a lot of karma or karmic imprints playing out that you don't even realize or understand or recognize why they're happening to you. But when you understand and are shown the other timelines, it makes perfect sense why you have pain exactly where you're having it in that particular part of your body or organ. It makes sense why that particular circumstance in your life is not going anywhere and doesn't work out. It's going to make sense why you keep getting tripped up with the same relationships over and over again and the same emotional patterns. And so we don't go to the other timelines just because, but we go to the other timelines because we want to specifically dig out the trauma that's large, that's causing us to not be able to heal or move on. And then individuals can heal and can move on because what's blocking them in those other timelines is now being released. Does that make sense? It does make
1: sense actually. And it seems that healing is very detailed. One thing I've noticed about you is that you, you, You tend to remember all sorts of details, and you remember them for long periods of time. So, (laughs)
0: yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, so you
1: know, in energy work, here we go. There's a cord cutting and clearing, and chakra activation, and yeah, so many different things. I I appreciate the Sanskrit term, the clearing of the samskaras. Um, Now, one thing we haven't gone into that is kind of scary, but I think we need to know about our entities. Like what are entities or negative entities? Are these attachments? Are these possessions? What, what can you say about entities?
0: Yeah, I I've spent a, probably about 30 years working on removing entities from um, people all over the world. And um, first of all, people feel that um, they just don't feel right. They don't feel like themselves. And they can even feel very, very um, damaged by having entity attachments. And so um, entities are a combination between, or negative entities are a combination between thought forms um, that take on embodiments. Like, um, like you see in Theosophy, um, you can actually look up in Theosophy, some of the pictures of different types of thought forms, think um, it's Jeffrey Hodgkins that's, that um, made a whole book of pictures of different types of entities, to um, nature spirits that have been trapped or, and turned dark and used for negative purposes, to, um, to different types of curses that people have put on them in other lifetimes or that are existing in our world at this time Two negative nature spirits that are trapped that are in nature that people can pick up if they're open and um, they're doing geomancy work and need to clear the land or clear a particular area on the land. Um, Particularly if people are psychic or open or attuned, they're going to pick that up in different areas in nature because of trauma that's happened on the land. Also, they're going to be attached to other people. So, if someone has a lot of depression, a lot of anger, um, a lot of fear, those energies become live energies and will stick to other people. And then there are actually um, realms of beings that are just like light beings, but they're dark beings, and they have their own cycle and their own evolution and their own hierarchies. And there are many, many different types. And so one has to examine what type of attachments there are before removing them and look at the specific methodology that's needed for each type of entity. And again, they are, um, life streams. They have a consciousness, they have a mind, they have an agenda, they have intelligence, they know what they're doing. They have a specific job to do and usually it's destructive. And so it's extremely harmful to an individual or an individual being and most people don't know about them because they're hidden. And unless your third eye is open or, and you're aware of the different types, um, it's difficult to really accept it or know about it. But once you can see it and can help to release it, it's an incredible, incredible relief for anyone that does have attachments because nothing else will touch it. There's nothing that that individual can do to um, feel better unless they are removed. So it takes a specific skill set.
1: So it's interesting when you were speaking, I mean, first of all, it seems like the, the whole planet right now uh, has way too many dark entities running around. And so what is the, how do we handle that? Like, what's the best way to defend ourselves? What's psychic protection or just Uh, awareness or is it just a a vibratory
0: level? That is such a great question. And yeah, I would say that that's absolutely accurate, what you're perceiving and saying. That is my perception also. And um, and so if somebody's third eye is open, um, you're going to you're going to know that you need to learn to protect yourself. You're going to know that you need to learn to clear yourself, because otherwise um, you're going to constantly pick it, be picking up these negative energies. Because there's just so many in the world today; they're everywhere, and um, they particularly are trying to stop this awakening that's happening with humanity. Even though it's unstoppable and it can't be stopped, but there's you know they're trying in every aspect, every area of life to 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 stop the ascension process. And so I'd say that, you know, there are many, many different types of protection and clearing techniques, Um, way too many to go into um, on our show today. But at the very least, I would say, you know, the golden egg protection is one or the violet flame for cleansing, um, calling upon the archangels for protection, and uh, cutting the cords that bind you to all of your relations and relationships and um, removing entities and negative energies on a daily basis. On my website, mirrorbydaily.org, I have the mantras for negative energy removal. On YouTube, I have uh, videos of me chanting those mantras that clear negative energies. And at some point, maybe we'll get the opportunity on our future shows to put together some practices for people. I think that could be useful.
1: It's nice to have some practical tools that you know that you can just pull out right now. Oh, you know, I'm feeling that there's something wrong with my land. Let me do a grid. Let me put some crystals on it. Let me let me put the archangels here. But if we have a template for it, we don't have to worry about it so much. We just do it. You know, I, I guess um, any of us can just light a candle, too, and say a prayer. Because prayer is very powerful also. Um
0: Exactly. Yeah, I'd say prayer prayer every day and calling up on the archangels is very powerful in protection and having a very direct connection with your guides and light beings so that they can work with you to do a flexy kind of protection around your field or your auric field and also clean you when you come home, when you're full of goo, (laughs) (laughs) would be helpful. Yeah. You know, it
1: reminds me of... uh the time that you spent with Eileen Caddy and the Findhorn group. Cause, cause we talk about the, you know, some difficulties we can encounter in nature, but that was one group that really learned how to work with the elementals. Do you like to tell a little story about that?
0: Yeah. Thank you. Aime. I have a big smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, 1990, I was sent um, through my Sufi teacher in South Africa, to the Findhorn Foundation in Scotland. And I was very blessed um, to come in at the early stages before Eileen Caddy left her body. And Eileen Caddy and Peter Caddy, Caddy and Dorothy McLean and her husband started the, the four of them started the Finthorn Foundation as, I would say, the largest spiritual community in the Western world, which was based on Dorothy McLean's work of working with Nature Spirits, Devas, Elementals, and Fairies, and Eileen Caddy's work of listening to the inner voice, the still small voice of God within. And the heart of the community was the sanctuary where Eileen read from her little books where she wrote down her various um, channel guidances that she received from her inner voice, the voice of her God self within. And in the gardens, they grew these giant cabbages and giant different vegetables that were really like knee high or or higher, Um, enormous vegetables from their co-creation of uh, their work of communication with the nature kingdom and the nature spirits where they work together as a team, both the nature spirits and the humans to listen to one another, to communicate to each other. And to collectively grow these gardens. And this drew people, thousands of people from all over the world to come and see these vegetables and these garden, these beautiful gardens that not only were they magnificent and spectacular, but they were also grown out of beach sand. This community was built on a sandy, d- on sandy dunes by the beach in the little town of Findhorn where not very much could grow except the heather, the purple heather, uh, which you see a lot in Scotland. And so they were able to really um, care for the land in such a way where they were able to grow these magnificent gardens to feed the community and to feed the surrounding communities and to have people come in from all over the world to be uh, catered for and fed and educated and trained in working with co-creatively with the nature kingdoms, with the gardens And then also I was able to sit in Eileen Caddy's personal home in her downstairs living room where she would hold these inner listening training and groups where we learned from Eileen. And she trained us on various techniques that I still teach to today. I taught them all over South Africa uh, for 10 years and then for 24 years in throughout the United States and the other parts around the world where I've toured and and taught over the past 30 years and 24 years in the U.S., Eileen's work, um, which is called Inner Listening. I started out as a representative for the Findhorn Foundation, but then I later on actually began to teach a lot of Eileen's work. And it's very, very helpful when we're lost in the distractions and chaos and darkness, the news and the media, in the outer world to practice these very simple techniques to go back to our very foundation, which is letting spirit guide us and not just guide us now and then, but guide us every single moment in a practical day to day reality, real relationship with the divine. And that's what Eileen was all about. She, she used to say one of her most Um, common statements that she would repeat all the time is she would say, if it's of no practical use to anyone, then it's of no use at all. And Eileen was very practical. So she used to ask us to ask for guidance about, you know, what color should I install my kitchen curtains to be? What color dress should I buy? What type of shoes should I buy? She wanted us to practice practice asking our God self very practical questions before we became more esoteric in asking things like, what is my life purpose, for example? Does that answer your question, Well, Well, oh, it was beautiful. It was really nice to hear
1: that story. Um, Fintorn Fent- published my first book, which is called Consider This. And one of my very first spiritual teachers, uh, Dottie Hook, was up there for a long period of time. So I felt very very touched by the Fendhorn community, which is still going, still active. Um, so they really, they really understood something. Uh, one of the things that I've been pondering recently is about the, the food. We, we're hearing there could be food shortages. And of course, uh, maybe we could do some episodes on growing your own food. I mean, that's one way to deal with food sh- shortage. You just grow your own, right? If you, if you have a home and you have uh, cause, because she just had a tiny little plot, if I remember correctly,
0: yeah, I would say that first of all, I just wanted to comment on Dottie, uh spending a lot of time there. I went; uh, I was there for two years um, in nineteen ninety-one and ninety-two. I was there for about two months of each year, and then after that, from nineteen ninety um, until two thousand for ten years, I went every year. Some years, twice a year, to um, to be immersed in the Finhorn. Foundation and the Findhorn community and their practices, um, learning various courses and techniques. And that was very much the foundation of many programs that I brought out around the world. But one thing I was going to say is that um, what Eileen taught us when you talk about gardens and having very small land is that I believe that when she had her own house with Peter Caddy and they had a small plot before they moved to a much larger land and a much larger larger garden, which they created um, on the um, the dunes by the beach in the Findhorn town in Scotland, um, where she used to say that she had so many things wrong in her life and in her marriage. And by focusing on only if it was like one or two good things, Um, in her day. That's all she focused on one or two things she could be grateful for. That's all she focused on. And she gave no energy to the things that were not working, that were not not good. And that's how she said she grew the things she was grateful for until those two things became 20 things became 50 things. And so that was, I think the principle. So to go back to your um, food, your comment about the food shortages um, growing food forests, um, growing uh, gardens with vegetables and being able to not only feed yourself but your community around you. Uh, it seems to be what everybody's doing here in the Hawaiian Islands right now in preparation for the food for- food shortages. And um, we want to be able to be prepared and that's a wonderful way to be prepared, and what a wonderful way to link that with some of the principles of working with the nature spirits and creating gardens.
1: Yeah, it's um, I, I'm in uh, Virginia, and one of the things that I I hear from from the country people is that the the Native Americans here always never had any trouble uh, during the winter months or during times of when when they couldn't get you know. Food from other sources, because the, the mountains were full of of nutritious um, roots and flowers and herbs and mushrooms, and I believe we've just forgotten about these things. You know, we're so used to running to the grocery store. And, and actually, if we, if we can attune ourselves a little bit and learn a little bit, we can become really pretty self-sufficient and help other people who they might have to, to move or, um, yeah. So that could be a whole episode in and of itself. I think that could be a lot of fun. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yes. We could do that. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about intuitive reading. So we're talking about some, some challenging things that could be happening on the planet. We're talking about how important it is for to stay aligned with our soul, to, to have our own direct knowing, our own direct guidance. Um, so tell us a little bit about intuitive readings. This is when somebody else is, is looking at, at your field and helping, helping guide you in, in the highest possible way. So how, how would you do
0: this? So I do intuitive readings for people that get private sessions with me because the thing is, is that every healer knows that if you can't see what's causing it, you can't really get the full results. And intuitive readings are basically just when the third eye is open and you're able to scan the causal body. And the causal body shows so much. It really goes through the Akashic records. And the Akashic records are a large volume or volumes of archives and files that cross all of your lifetimes and timelines, whether they're on earth, other planets, other dimensions, or other realms. And they show you where the cause is of any particular condition or symptom that's showing up in the body as either a physical illness or ailment or as a blockage in one's relationship or an inability to manifest one's intentions in their life, in our life. So seeing what it is and being able to clear it is what brings the results. And that can be applied in many different ways. It can be applied to what's blocking my life purpose, What's blocking me from living my life purpose? What's blocking me from healing my body? I've tried all these different modalities or herbs or naturopathy or or different, you know, chiropractors, this and that, still not healing. And that's because usually there's, there's something in the causal body there that needs to be healed. So when we link the intuitive readings with the causal body and with the trauma that's locked there, then we're able to liberate... Back to liberation again; those stuck places, and the healing is very rapid. In some cases, it usually is, but if if it if it needs a lot to unwind, sometimes through an intuitive reading, negative entities are picked up. Sometimes, um, areas that need to be boosted with and adjusted with various uh, naturopathy um, herbal supplementation. Um, various things you know sometimes when the organs are scanned one can tell that they need certain um, types of boosting and things like that whether it's through energy work boosting light energy transmission or you know particular supplements or healing machine modalities that that work through technology there's so many ways to heal now it's just one has to see what is needed in each specific case and So accessing and scanning through these different timelines and through these different storylines gives you the information that's needed to take care of whatever it is that's necessary to be done, whether it's an entity removal or whether it's a particular practice, spiritual practice that needs to be given or a particular type of uh, extraction or uh, an illumination, there's many different aspects or a soul retrieval um, or, you know, gaining fragmented parts of the self that are traumatized and stuck in other timelines um, or just releasing and knowing how to release and heal a particular type of illness. So unfortunately, uh, modern medicine has disconnected from the causal realm and we need both. we need the the surgeries, um, we need the emergency procedures, we need the diagnosis, but we also need what's causing it um, on the energetic level of the etheric body. And mostly the readings are accessing the etheric field, which is the blueprint body, which gives all the information. And those levels of information are essential a diagnostics for healing the whole person, mind, body, and soul. So we prefer a more holistic approach to healing.
1: Makes a lot of sense, and um, and you're not dismissing the the medical and what the medical has on offer, but there's just a, there's another realm that we'll probably start to connect into more and more as as humanity continues to evolve and awaken. Um, I do remember. Years ago, this was the, about the same time you were at Fenthorn. I went to Orosoma, and it was just the time Vicky Wall, who started Orosoma, was crossing over, and Mike Booth was was showing up there. But I would spend uh, I went back and forth for about ten years also, actually to to Davora, and the colors uh, would. It was like they would open doorways to different types of understanding. I was fascinated by it, absolutely fascinated by it. And, and so we've spoken about colors already and how colors can, uh, help us with our intuitive abilities and so forth, but I would encourage the listeners to, to check out colors. I mean, even this, this exercise we're talking about with Eileen Caddy, where you, where you say, well, what color, what color should I wear today? Because the colors we're wearing today really do matter. I mean, they really will bring something forth. The other thing that I remember is um, a fellow with a um, black stripe. He had a white shirt on with a black stripe <laughs> across his shirt. And Dottie said, Oh, look at this. He's easy to push around. And she put her finger on him and pushed him around the room. And he was huge, like a six foot guy. And he's like, why can you do this? And she says, because with your color combination, you have closed off your heart chakra. So um, anyway, he changed his shirt and we couldn't push him around anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I love things like this, you know, these practical things that we can use every day. We, we want more love in our life. We bring a little, a little rose pink shirt in. you know, anyway, there, there's so many things we can do. And I think at Mirabai, as we start to co-host, I think we can come up with all kinds of practices and, and visualizations and things that we've gathered over the years and share with the listeners. So so people will have a a whole um, filing cabinet, a plethora, of, <laughs> a plethora of tools and toolkits. I like that the plethora of tools. That's actually that's a great that's a great title. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I could go on and on. I I um I guess we we really should start to wrap this up this time. Um, but let's <laughs> yeah. just go, Let's go into right before we do this. So, you know, each person's individual. So if someone wants to, to contact you, they want to have a session with you, they would go to your website and book a session online. Is that what they do?
0: And um, there's a number of different ways to do it right now. The best way is to contact the office and the contact information is on the website or to join the mailing list and the mailing list. I uh, will take the through the newsletters will take you through to um, contacting the office and um, actually, we are in the process of putting an online calendar up. But right now, we like people to contact the office and book that way. And also, um, on the website, it shows the weekly teleconferences and Zoom programs for all the different topics that I'm teaching that include all the tools and include all the healing and light transmissions and so forth. And they can find all that um, actually through and on the website. So right now that would be a good tool to access. Okay. So uh, is that an events page or what?
1: what's the... Um,
0: yeah. So so people would go to org and then they can go to the events page on the website and the mailing list sign up is on the front page and they can also text the office at 760-216-1029. And they can email at info at org. That's info at org. And people can book a session, a private session where they can do any one of the things we just talked about, energy work, light work, intuitive readings, personal process work, get spiritual practices or get a clearing or a cleansing or healing. And the way that um, those things can be accessed uh, one-on-one or conducted is through FaceTime, WhatsApp, um, zoom, um, phone, and any of those above, uh, methodologies with which doesn't matter where someone is located anywhere in the world. Energy work, light work, spiritual readings can be conducted anywhere on the planet. Um, seeing as I help people that have crossed over on the other side too, (laughs) (laughs) We can even go beyond technology, sometimes just hearing somebody's name or receiving a voice message, they receive a healing. So anyway, it happens pretty much without time or space because we're working in a quantum level, which does not, the divine light does not operate in time or space. I love
1: it. Our multidimensional holographic universe that we're just learning to navigate.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. And yet sessions do get held in time and space. And so we can make a concrete um, container for somebody's process pretty much from A to Z. And so that's that's um really important, I feel, for people to be working on themselves now to clear a lot of these blockages so that they can speed up their evolution. Can I say that as you all, all the listeners here can speed up your evolution because you don't want anything holding you back or grounding you down into density or pain or suffering. You want to be able to move rapidly through your own healing process and your own awakening so that you can expand and thrive and flow through this incredibly challenging curriculum that we have right now in this graduate school with all of the challenges that are happening on the earth, with all the, ca- the chaos and negativity and darkness that's being brought up by this tremendously high light quotient that's being brought into the earth. So this is the time where we need to buckle down and have some fun and get the, um, get the, the subtle bodies and the physical body healed up so that we can be all on board for the ascension process, for the awakening process, which is really happening right now. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Now I'm wondering, is there a practice or something you would like to conclude with?
0: Oh, that's a beautiful question. And maybe a, a a short light transmission? We could do it. And, and maybe,
1: I know what happens when I get a light transmission. I tend to go <laughs> off into samadhi. <laughs> the, the kind of state of bliss that I might be in for some period of time. So I might just say, thank you to everyone who has been listening. And, um, you know, this, this, if you are open to receiving a, a light transmission from nearby, then, then just, uh, you know, allow yourself to open to this and, and receive what comes and uh, it might be really delicious. I would also uh, recommend that you look at the color. What kind of colors coming in to your heart, to your belly, to your mind, as this light transmission happens, and just start to become aware of your your three stars, your your incarnational star, your heart star, your your crown. You know that you are this amazing being of light, and get to know this mysterious self. So I think in the in the episodes to come, we'll be we'll be dismantling this a little bit. Our sacred design, how it works, and how we can continue to grow into love and light and live together in a thriving uh, humanity, thriving planet. Okay, Mirabai, take it away.
0: Thank you, Anne. Beautifully said. I love the words that come out of your mouth. You're such an amazing writer, and your words are so creative. I couldn't have said that better myself. Here we go. Here's a light transmission. Please dedicate this light to where you need healing in your body. Dedicated to a loved one or family member that needs healing. Dedicated to a, a beloved one that has crossed over to the other side. A pet or animal, and also to a particular organ or part in your body. So here. Open your hands, take some nice deep breaths, and we'll begin the light transmission now as you have and are setting your intentions of what you would like to receive from the light. Thank you. We'll begin now. and the light transmission is complete thank you thank you thank you
1: thank you thank you many blessings
0: much love thank you for listening to the Superpower Network go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today